match day 20 picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by SGPN's ultimate New Year's Eve party. Hop on the Sports Gambling Podcast YouTube channel for a truly DJ afternoon complete with drafts, pickings, prizes, live sweats and more. The fun starts at 12.30 Pacific Standard Time on New Year's Eve. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is... Oh, oh. I don't even know what day it is. I normally know the day, not the date. Uh, Thursday? Oh, I've got my phone here. Hang on. Let's have a look, Baz. Thursday, the 28th of December. Uh, I also just realised I forgot to play the intro music, Baz. So, solid start in the first two minutes and 15 seconds. Um, and we are here to handicap the non-stop Premier League action. Me and Baz were messaging backwards and forwards in. When are we going to do this show? When did the game start? When did the game stop? When can we get a day? Uh, but we'll just handicap the next lot of games that are on the list. Uh, joining me this time, uh, you get a bank, Barry. He's in uh, Hull. Kingston upon Hull. I think they give it its full name, Baz. How are you doing? Yes, I'm all right. Yes, landed. Uh, I say landed. I haven't flew here from Newcastle. That would be a bit excessive. Uh, but arrived in Hull just a couple of hours ago. Um, staying at the in-laws for a couple of days. Uh, haven't spent a few days up in Newcastle. Now a couple of days down in Hull. I'm back in Nottinghamshire by the weekend. Um, so, yeah, a couple of couple of days down here. Um, so, I'm here perched in the spare room. With a little fold-out desk, makeshift office here, um, ready to handicap another round of games. Tell us about Hull bars. I've been to Hull a couple of times. It's an odd place, isn't it? Are the uh, in-laws listening? Are you allowed to tell the truth? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we might have some listeners from Hull. It's a straight, it is a funny place. Like, <laughs> a few people, it might just be my, uh, my Mrs. family who are a bit strange. Uh, they maybe. don't like to leave. They don't like to leave Hull. They don't like. They're very set in their ways, um, mainly in the nineteen seventies kind of ways, um, and unprepared to come <laughs> out of that. Um, very strange. There's um, one of Helen's aunties doesn't um, won't use a kettle because Sorry. water. She won't use a kettle. She still boils water on the hob, um, yeah. because everybody knows water and electric don't mix. So how how ah, can okay. it be safe? Um, that that sort of thing. Um. <laughs> That's outstanding, Barry. It's a bit, uh, it's a bit league of gentlemen. That uh, ah, brilliant. Um, yes, Christmas time. Uh, who's in the chat? Merry Man Fitness is in the chat, giving us a little Merry Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you. When was the last time we spoke? Baz, was it Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve afternoon. We did, didn't Christ- we? Um, you might remember, I, I just hit a 44 to 1 winner. I don't know if I mentioned it. Oh, yeah, time. yeah. You never had one that you mentioned that, that, that happened. Um, so, yeah, Christmas Eve it was. Um, did How was your Christmas? What was the um, what was the best present you got? Um, I didn't get many presents, although I've just I've just received some more presents having arrived here. Like oh, Christmas yeah. I've just received a wine aerator. What do you think about that? What's what? Well, you know how you, you're supposed to, like, if you have a good bottle of red wine, you're supposed to decant it, let yeah, some oxygen yeah. get into it for an hour. Well, an aerator, you pour it through an aerator into your glass, and that takes away the uh, the decanting time. So it's the equivalent of decanting a bottle of wine for an hour by just pouring it through this aerator. So, yes, I want some mm. new wine new wine glasses, um, an aerator, and a nice Argentinian Malbec, um, which I shall try later on. Um, I've got so I remember my dad, like in my dad in the eighties on a Saturday night, would always open his bottle of wine at about five pm and leave yeah. it just on the fireplace until it was time to be drunk about seven or eight pm. 
that he must have when wine was just becoming fashionable back in the day. Like, um, well, I got a present, Baz, which everyone on this show is going to be absolutely sick to death of. By because I used to have one of these things, I've got it right with me, Barry. I'm going to show you. Here it comes. Here, ready? Oh, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> hey, here we fucking go. Right, so this, Barry, is my line quad tree. Do you remember that now? We hadn't, I didn't have the old line quad tree when we were doing the show, but did we? So I had one back in the probably about three years ago, and it was my absolute pride and joy, Barry. I used to take it out in the car, depending on the weather. I've seen. I've, I've taken it out in the car with a seatbelt on it in the front seat. If I was going away for a bit longer, I would drive it to my mother so she could keep an eye on it. I would move it around the house every twenty minutes, depending on the temperature, the weather. Um, but I let it get too big, and it it, it bloomed. It got flowers, and it, it got these little fruit, these little lime quarters as you can see, which are very edible. You can eat the whole thing. Great for cooking with. You can put them in a cocktail, Buzz. Um, and then a mattress fell on it, Buzz. I moved it. The kids had had a sleepover downstairs, you know, when you just put like a million kids in one room. And this mattress was leaning up against the wall. I just happened to put my lemon tree in there and the mattress went over and smashed the thing to smithereens. Uh, So it was quite a traumatic experience. So I've asked for about two years for a new one. And then, yeah, she is, Baz. So unfortunately for you and everyone who knows me, that's all I'm going to talk about now forever. but you, know, you might get a couple of months off because while it's got this fruit on, it's all right. But once that goes away, I'll then be uh, I'll be keeping you up to date with how it goes, Buzz. So that's exciting, isn't it? You, you nice, yeah. Have you got a name for the plant? Does it get a name? Well, the first one was called LT, which just stood for lemon tree. Um, no, the IT department and the kids wanted to call this one Tallulah, but that's a bit too... It's not for me, that. I think it needs a more masculine name. Um, so yeah, I will get one. Uh, we maybe one might come up on the show, uh, between now and then. Christmas football was a bit first of all. I saw you at the match, now we both went to the Newcastle Forest match. Um, and it was just the anatomy of a shit day out, you know, and sometimes you just get a feeling. Um, I had some Nottingham Forest friends travel up from Nottingham to watch the game. Um, so I went to try and get their tickets. I couldn't. I went to try and meet them in the hotel, went to the wrong place. Um, everything just started going wrong quite early on. And you just get that little thing in the back of your head saying, this is going to be an absolute waste of time. Sure enough, we then got absolutely spanked to a Chris Wood hat-trick, by the way. <laughs> Chris Wood. Who, this time last year, Baz, we were taking the piss out of on the show. I've got that message off Nibs that says, is Chris Wood made of wood? Nibs was the Nottingham Forest fan. I went... Uh, had to go on the beer with for six hours. So after the match, I then had to go and sit in the pub with a load of Nottingham Forest fans for six hours as well. Um, I then completely coincidentally bumped into you outside the ground. You had one grumpy teenage daughter uh, because Newcastle had lost, and teenage girls are grumpy anyway. But then your other daughter, she'd had to endure that from the Nottingham Forest away section as well, Baz. Uh, and her face was a picture when she turned up. Yeah, she was behind enemy lines. I only had one ticket for the kids, so I had to either choose my favourite, uh, or as it happens, the little one's friend and her family are Forest fans with us living in Nottinghamshire. Uh, so Aunt Rachel and Fee were coming up for the game and they had a spare ticket. So they offered um, Sophie a ticket. Um, she took up the option. Um, did she, Aunt messaged me afterwards and said, did she enjoy it? I said, I don't think enjoy <laughs> is a word. Uh, I don't think she'd be keen to go back in the away end again. Um, it should have been absolutely fine had we just went 1-0 up, 2-0 up, 3-0 up um, but the second yeah, half was probably a bit much uh, but yeah, she got to see the game um, but yeah, an experience that she probably doesn't want to repeat The last thing I heard you say is we went our separate ways the last thing I heard you say is you were crossing the road where they were say, come on, let's get you home and have a good wash which yeah. made me laugh <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I know it's different when probably when you're an 11 year old girl but Sitting in an away end that is the other away end to your team is one of those things as a football fan. We've probably all done it once, um, but it's fucking horrible. I sat in the Liverpool end of all things um, at St James's Park in a game that they won 1-0. Navi Keita scored. Um, I sat up there with the Liverpool fans, and I know you've done it a couple of times, Baz, and it's uh, it's not great. So, yeah, um, yeah bit of a bit of a shit day all around, but... Equally, as football fans, my two mates had travelled up. They had left at six o'clock in the morning. Nibs left Worcester to get to Nottingham, picked up uh, Tony, 
did and come all the way to Newcastle. And it's like, I know it's a bit easier when you're older and a bit more magnanimous, but I wish you not be happy for them because that's a day that they will talk about for 30 years. Like the way you had that at Nottingham Forest last year when Isaac scored that last minute penalty. Um, I haven't had it as much because we never win when I go away from home. But you get those days that you talk about forever. And me sitting looking at them too, they were shaking their heads in disbelief. They just watched Chris Wood score a hat-trick for their team um, away from home on a boxing day and have that story to take to the grave with them. So um, how can you not be romantic about football? My picks, I started well, Baz, on boxing day. I was sitting on three out of four and Aston Villa were 2-0 up. So I was going to go four out of five and sort of get myself to eight or nine units. Now, am I allowed to count this, Baz? Because I got paid out to Aston Villa being 2 nil up. We've had this once before, haven't we, this season? Yeah. I mean, we, we encourage people, if, you, if you've got Bet365 and you're taking a money line pick, use Bet365 for the early payout. Uh, but it doesn't count as a winner for you because, you know, lots of people are sitting there who might have backed Aston Villa and cash nothing. Um, so it doesn't count as a winner. Um, no, it doesn't. I haven't added it on anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So I ended up six and a half from five. I then completely missed everything yesterday. I did feel like I was on the right lines with the underdogs. I took Palace. And to be honest, they look like nicking it. Like Chelsea scored an injury time winner. But that accounts for... If, this, if, if I had to choose the two again, I'd choose Palace every time. Um, and I chose Everton. And obviously, they were one to look at half time. Eventually, Manchester City's class kind of tool. But Everton looked like a good side at the minute. And I definitely feel like I was on the, the right side of them. So as it stands, I'm sitting on six and a half units out of eight games. Uh, with two games tonight, actually. Um, and Logan was asking for our uh, tips for tonight, Baz. I know you said you've already sent him some. But um, yeah, I fancy I've got Tottenham uh, to win at Brighton at eight to five plus 160. And I fancy West Ham on the handicap. Uh, West Ham to cover the one and a half goal spread or eight to nine. Minus one, one, two. But I think you were uh, you've done okay again, Barry. And for the second time in a row, it's the uh, it's the exotic stuff that you've hit. Exotic stuff, yeah. I mean, I've got five winners from eight, um, and close on on a couple as well. Really, I mean, the three I didn't get right was Newcastle to score both halves. So we score early in the first half, and you think looking good here. Even at one one half time, you think well we'll get a second half goal. No bother. Um, Man United game, I took the unders, that got smashed. But then I had the unders in the Chelsea game, um, which got done in the 90th minute with a penalty. So um, a little bit unlucky on a couple, but five out of eight, two to play tonight. I've got Spurs to score two or more and Arsenal to win by two or more. Um, Logan was asking for some bonus picks, so I have put some, a little bet builder out, which I've chucked on Twitter. I might chuck it out on TikTok after we've done this as well, because a lot of people on there were asking if there was any bet builders or anything. So I have put a little bit of a cross-game bet builder and I put a little cards bet out for tonight as well, Malcolm. Um, I've taken Zinchenko for a card. Um, 17 yep. to 2 Zinchenko up against Kudus for West Ham, who can be a bit of a handful. 17 to 2, 8 and a half to 1 for Zinchenko to get a card. Zinchenko's on always on the verge of a meltdown at any given yeah. time as well, doesn't he? Looks like he's an emotional wreck. So, um, like that. And then, what's the other game? Tottenham Brighton. I went for Gilmore and then doubled them up. 44 to 1 double, Gilmore and Zinchenko. Uh, so there's a little cards play for tonight. Um, no use to anyone who's listening to this tomorrow, but those who are in live can get involved in that. Um, but yeah, the best stuff for me this weekend, Malcolm, was the exotics at the end. I hit everything. I put Solange up as my scorer, 2 to 1. Um, he scored. 2 to 1 was a great price for Solange. It was ridiculous for an anytime scorer, given the form he's in. Uh, I put Luton up as my underdog of the week, 21 to 10. And then my treble nice. was an over two and a half treble. It was on the Brentford game, the Bournemouth game, and it finished off with a City Everton game. Uh, so the treble hit at five to one. Three trebles in three shows now, Malcolm. Three in a row, um, including a 44 to one shot. I don't know if I mentioned that. No, I don't um, think so yeah, three in a row. So the treble stuff, the, the bonus picks at the end are coming good for me. Um, so let's hope we can keep that rolling. So yeah, really, really good weekend, um, particularly getting that treble in. Um, the underdog and the score. I was a really, really good way. Hopefully, pick a couple of winners tonight, um, and it'll be one of my strongest weeks in a while. Apart from that week where Excellent. I took that forty-four to one winner last week. Forty-four to one winner. You never mentioned. Um, yeah, so we we have a squeeze over the eye catchers quickly from the weekend. I'll tell you first about the New Year's Eve party, SGPN's ultimate NYE event, a live stream party this Sunday at YouTube.com 
Sports Gambling Podcast Live. Pickings, drafts, sweats, and of course, prizes. Sunday, 12.30 p.m. New Year's Eve. Um, that's Pacific time, I think. The SGP and ultimate New Year's Eve. And Underdog Fantasy, who are still helping us all uh, win all season long alongside your favourite players, NFL, NBA, NHL, college, basketball and football. Pick higher or lower on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cashing. And watch along, make your picks, make a little cash on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog, double your first deposit with $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Um, so, yeah, some honourable mentions for the weekend. And first of all, Forrest, I think. Um, we said the the new manager bounce because they had a the first game with Nuno was that we had Bournemouth game, which the red card completely and utterly mangled the game and mangled Forrest's chances. And actually, until they conceded in the 90-whatever minute, they looked into it. And then, sure enough, uh, they got the bounce against Newcastle. And what I thought mostly about Forrest was they've got some good players. Obviously, the game script, it's very, very fine margins in this league completely. Um, and Newcastle were one nil up and doing okay. And then we have a huge chance to go 2 nil up. One misplaced pass, 15 seconds later, it's 1-1. And that was in the 47th minute. That was right on half-time. So of the options, it was 2-0, going at half-time, 1-0. Then all of a sudden, it was 1-1. And then after that, they played really well. And, like I say, they have got some good players. I thought Morgan Gibbs-White was absolutely outstanding. Looks like an excellent, excellent footballer. And then Ilanga on the wing looked in time and time again in that first half. Um, he looked like he was getting in behind. So I think uh, there will be better days ahead for Nottingham Forest. Because, like I say, that do wonders for their confidence as well. Um, but they've just got some decent players, Baz, and sometimes it's that simple. I know, but they've had them same decent players all season, Malcolm. And they've let them down. They've barely won a game. I'm not getting carried away with it, Malcolm. I've seen a lot of stuff from Forest fans on Twitter. And I think they're getting very carried away with one good half of football. Um, they were absolutely terrible in the first 40 minutes, Malcolm. They, were, they never looked like getting into it. They could have hit us on the break a few times. Alanga got in behind. Alanga played well, but he hasn't. he's not playing like that every week, is he? Clearly not, because um, they've won two games in the last 13. Um, I, I kind of get carried away after that one game. We were absolute dog shit, which contributed massively um, to making them look far better than they were as well. So, yeah, I mean, we'll come to Forest later. We'll see. Uh, we'll talk That's more the about thing it. I didn't think we would have. Everyone said how dog shit we were, and I don't think we were bad. Like, again, it's fine margins. If we get 2 nil up or just a couple of little things, well, yeah, we'll have a first off, we should have been 2 or 3 up. But in the second half, we were, we were well, awful. You don't, you don't get your... Nobody's carved through us like that all season. We made them look like... That's we started chasing the game. We've never had to do that, Barry. Man United, honourable mention. Man United won a football match, Barry. Uh, so, a bit of a weird one. I think the, the the standout thing for Man for here was just that we saw a little bit of we saw a little bit of something from Manchester United. A 2-0 down. I was sitting here laughing me cap off. Because um, I jinxed it. I mushed it, Baz. Um, very, very rarely do I get involved in trash talk and certainly not with Man United and certainly not before the game's finished but as I was having a bit of chat with I've got a little WhatsApp group with some of the Worcester lots of you know Johnny Big Shades Dave Iran. Um, there's two Man United fans in it Merce who's from Cornwall make your own mind up and then Gareth who's actually from Manchester um, and we'd been arguing about uh, who the better team was so during the day he'd said to me do you want to discuss it now um, so when Villa went 2-0 up I just put how about now and at that point, that was the exact turnaround. And I knew I should have waited. I knew I shouldn't have sent that message. Um, but they showed a little bit of something. And I don't like saying it, Baz, but Garnacho's got a little bit of something about him as well, I think. Yeah, I'll talk Garnacho a little bit later as well. Um, okay. I mean, they look better because they played Garnacho on the right, Rashford on the left. Um, we've seen them try Rashford on the right recently and it hasn't worked at all. Um, taking Anthony out. For a start, makes a big difference. Yeah, Garnacho's got someone asked me last night on, on TikTok, what do you think of Garnacho? Inconsistent is a word that springs to mind because he does have these games where he looks absolutely outstanding, but he also has games where he contributes very little. I, I think, I don't know. He, I, he needs to be a bit more consistent. He's young and he's a winger, and that combination, wingers 
of all ages are notoriously inconsistent. Anyway, I don't know what it is. There's no reason for it to be, but that position seems to lend itself to a little bit of inconsistency. And the fact he's a kid, so when the fact you were young and a winger, I think that's almost inevitable. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think he's good, it, but he needs to be a bit more consistent. But he is young and he will develop. Um, and yeah, he's probably the brightest thing they've got about that team at the moment. Tell you what, Serial's having a right good cheer, but us at the comments here, Baz. He's there. Uh, I don't know if he's been on the. Uh, not willing to put his money on... where his mouth is. He's, he said Newcastle are just a tenth place team who overachieved. I've told him if he wants to give me even money for Newcastle to finish ninth or higher, and he's now backtracked and said how about lower than sixth? He said tenth, Malcolm. He's he's, he's backtracked already. Well, that's shit. He fuck the Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> I think Bournemouth we have to mention because they just keep battering everybody. Uh, Solanke goals again. And then the, the other team, Baz, were Luton Town. Um, again, a bit of a weird game because they were winning, they were losing, they then got two late own goals. But they've been so competitive, they begin to latch themselves onto the back of the, uh, the pack down at the bottom. And, and not by chance, Baz, this is, they've never been battered all season. They've been competitive, they've scored goals. Um, and I don't see why they're going to carry on. Um, Improving because that's what they've done all year, and I don't see why that would change. I don't think there's anything fluky. It's not big or clever, but I don't think there's anything fluky about what they've been doing. Yeah, I've liked Luton. I mean, I've like you know, over the last few weeks, we've said even when they weren't winning games, they were being really competitive in games. Um, and now they're getting those results, say back to back wins. Um, we said at the start of the season, we, we thought they could be one that might surprise people and might stay up. As the season got underway, it looked like we were definitely going to be wrong on that. But now they're turning into that team, that really sort of resilient team, hard to beat, um, that we thought they might be. Um, so, yeah, good to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, so we're going to start with Luton Town, actually. So this, it's hard to keep up where this game day starts. It's actually just a Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, so if you look at it that way... Or under Saturday, the Tuesday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, but it's just weird because obviously it spans the New Year's Eve, New Year's Day period. Um, but Saturday the thirtieth, and we have a lunchtime game, the twelve thirty kickoff, and seven thirty Eastern time between Luton Town and Chelsea. Luton are nine to two plus four fifty. The draw is three to one, and Chelsea are four to six and uh, minus one fifty. So. Back-to-back wins for Luton, um, home at Newcastle, um, and then away in that mad one against Sheffield United. Um, I'll tell you a little stat, Baz, that uh, tells you something about Luton Town. How many different scorers have Luton Town had, Baz, this year? Put me on the spot. Ten. Fourteen. I don't I couldn't name 14. If I asked you to name 10 Luton Town player, that's another good question. How many Luton Town players could you name? I'd maybe four. Yeah, I'd struggle. And I, I'm counting Brian Steen and uh <laughs> Steve Fox in the 1984 League Cup run. Um yeah, I couldn't, but yeah, 14 different scorers. I mean, you talk about Newcastle spread the goals out and stuff. That's pretty impressive, I think. And it tells you that that again, that's sort of they're not relying on. We've seen teams relying on sort of a Wilves or Haar situation. Luton aren't doing that at all. Um, but I've gone with both teams to score weeks after week after week. It's been it, it's been hitting sort of what minus one eleven nine to ten every week. But the Brookies have finally caught up with it. Um, it's actually three to four minus one thirty three this time. And then I watched Chelsea v Palace last night. But I didn't watch it. I listened to it on the radio. Stuart Pierce was doing the radio. And just kept reiterating how shit Chelsea were and how kind of aimless and Kunku's back didn't make any difference. It was another bang average performance, Barry. They look very, very vulnerable. They got ahead. They gave it up. They scored an injury time penalty that changes nothing. Um, they've only won three of nine away games. So no way you can back them at four to six. Absolutely no way you can back them. Um, or the handicap or anything like that. Luton have put three past Arsenal. They scored three in their last game. They look potent against Newcastle. Chelsea can't defend. I'll take a Luton team total, Baz. This could finish 2-2 or something like that. Um, Luton team total, 5-2, plus 250. Nice. Yeah, I mean, back-to-back wins will give them a lot of hope, a lot of confidence going into this. Um, and good performances for a good few weeks now. 
Um, we already know at home they're a really tough nut to crack. So don't be surprised at all if they get something here against Chelsea. They've already taken points from Newcastle, taking points from Liverpool at Kenilworth Road. Um, so Chelsea, definitely, there, there is a potential for an upset here. Um, like you, I wouldn't back Chelsea here. But I'm just going to keep rolling with the same pick for Luton. That, that, that's worked well recently. It's both teams to score. It's quite a short price, but just kick off with a winner here, hopefully. Um, both teams to score. It's hitting eight of the last ten for Luton. Um, and Man United are the only team to have shut them out in the last ten. So they've scored in nine of the last ten games. Um, Chelsea will fancy themselves to get on the score sheet. It's a little bit short. It's seven to ten. But as I say, let's just kick it off with a winner. Luton v Chelsea, both to score. Seven to ten. Um, yeah, I've got it at minus one thirty-three bars, so you can have a, a, an extra, an extra yeah, few points yeah. here with my book. Uh, the three o'clock kickoffs: um, Aston Villa take on Burnley. Villa nine to twenty-five minus two seventy-seven. The draw is seventeen to four plus four twenty-five. Burnley uh, moved shortened up a little bit actually. Uh, Burnley were seven to one, are now thirteen to two plus six fifty. Barry. Yeah, so Villa's home streaks now coming to an end. Uh, the winning streak, that is. Um, 1-1 draw against Sheffield United. Very close to losing that one. Uh, late equaliser means that they've still got an unbeaten run. Just not a winning run at home. Um, they did come unstuck though against Man United. Giving up a two-goal lead against anyone in this um, league is obviously unwelcome. But against a Man United team who had failed to score for four consecutive games, you've got to be a little bit sick to have thrown away a 2-0 lead there. I think they will bounce back here, though. I don't know why you go for a bet, though, because Villa are quite short. It's, it's a tricky one to try and find a little bit of value on. And I was torn between a couple of picks. Um, under two and a half goals, 27 to 20, uh, plus 135, looks very generous. Burnley have gone under in all of their last five games. And Villa at home have gone under two and a half in their last three as well. So under stands out. The other one I thought, um, and I, I think I've steered away from it, was... Villa to win to nil. Um, Burnley's last three defeats have all come without with them failing to score. Everton one to nil, Liverpool one to nil, Wolves one to nil. And although Villa have conceded in the last three games, they did recently have that, those one nil wins at home to Arsenal and Man City. So good little sort of form games there for them to sort of win with that clean sheet. So I did like Villa initially to win to nil, but I've I've decided to go to the under two and a half because it's a similar price. 27 to 20 looks big. Ultimately, I think if Villa win a nil, which I can see, I don't see Villa winning 3 0, 4 0 here. Um, so I thought the unders was the best play. Um, Aston Villa v Burnley, under two and a half goals at 27 to 20, plus 135. Uh, yeah, my pick kind of ties in with yours, Baz. We're on the same lines. I've, I've skinned the cat slightly differently. Uh, yeah, Villa spunked the home record against Sheffield United and then. Drop their arse against Man United. I'm so fickle. Obviously, I was very much enjoying Man United getting beat again. I was loving it. The minute Man United went started winning, I just really started enjoying Villa blowing it. I'm so I'm not bothered. I'll happily <laughs> take the uh, take the positives out of anything. Because we've sat here before and said, Oh, it's really nice for Villa. We're really quite pleased for Villa. And then when that goal went in, you I can't the instinct fucking we instinct was so that's <laughs> yeah I'm all, I'm all right with that I don't like fella um so and you mentioned last week that you hadn't been sold on them Baz and you were absolutely right I think that's before they dropped those points um so I would be I would love to fade them but it's just Burnley if it was any other team really uh apart from Burnley maybe Newcastle you you could fade Villa um they did win the last away game though Burnley at Fulham they got a draw at Brighton before that uh, so they're not being terrible. This is quite safe, Barry, but low scoring, you reckon? I'll take Burnley on the handicap. Burnley plus one and a half goals. It's not a bad price. It's six to seven. Um, minus one, one, six. So I think Burnley can hang with them. Uh, in a villa nick, it might be two, one, possibly one nil, or Burnley might even nick a point. So we'll take Burnley on the handicap. Uh, Ty Dobbs has joined us in the chat, spreading some scurrilous accusations about you loving Sunderland bars. I mean, uh, yeah, Ty, Ty, Dobbs, Ty Dobbs is our resident uh, Sunderland fan. He's uh, oh, excellent. He's, he's come to us from TikTok. Um, he's regularly in the TikTok lives, and uh, aye, he's all right for a Sunderland fan, but um, yeah, yeah not going to yeah. I have told him he's in danger of being blocked 
should Sunderland get a result on the 6th of January, yeah. uh, he will no longer be allowed in any of my TikTok lives or uh, YouTube streams or anything like that. Completely agree. Uh, three o'clock, Crystal Palace take on Brentford. Palace are 13 to 10, plus 130. The draw is 12 to 5, plus 240. Brentford are 21 to 10, plus 210. I've kind of worked um, uh, a little system out here, Baz, because. And it involves Palace, Brentford, Wolves and Forest, who are going to finish 12th, 13th, 14th and 15th. And any time any of these four teams play each other, I just give it out as a 1-1. Um, so as soon as I saw this, I was instantly drawn. The more I looked at it, I couldn't get away from it. Palace were OK last night. Brentford had a shocking result. Um, but until it happens again, I'm happy to trust that that was just an anomaly. Um yeah, and these four teams, when you get a combination of these four teams for the foreseeable future, it is 100% going to be the 1-1 one, one draw of the week. So there you go. I'll take the draw, 12-5, to five, plus 240, um, and it's going to finish 1-1 one, one at 6-1, to one, Barry. Come on, have it. I'm afraid. Um, it is a horrible game, this one, to be fair. Neither team fill you with any confidence at all. Uh, Palace winless in eight games now. Uh, last four of theirs have all been both to score, which helps you 1-1. Uh, three of the last four have gone over two and a half goals, which doesn't help you 1-1. Brentford have lost four in a row now and six of the last seven. Um, four of their last five have gone over two and a half and four of their last five have gone both teams to score. So I think goals for me. Um, neither team has many clean sheets in them at the moment. Neither team has a clean sheet in the last eight games. Again, helps you 1-1. One, one. You need a goal from each of them. Um, I think there'll be another goal. Um, I think it's a good shout to get goals. And I've went plus money for 11-10 to 10 for over two and a half goals, I think, is a is a decent price for two teams that aren't keeping clean sheets. Uh, so the pick for me, Palace v Brentford, is over two and a half goals at 11-10. to 10. OK. Um, well, a question in the chat from... Well, are we seeing that snow pez? SN6 pez? SN6 pez. He's asking what the handicap SN6 means. Pez. The handicap. So almost always, it's one and a half goals um, towards the favourite. So if you were looking at um, Aston Villa against Burnley, you're looking at Villa to beat them by one and a half goals would be the handicap. The very odd occasion, um, and part of the reason why I'm answering it now, is that you get the odd team that's... Uh, Two and a half goals. So Manchester City taking on Sheffield United is our next game. And it's so one-sided uh, that Manchester City are getting a two and a half goal start on the handicap. So Manchester City would have to win by three to win that. Aston Villa would have to be Burnley by two to cover the handicap. So if Villa only win by one, Burnley received the one and a half and Burnley would win that. So, uh, yeah, it's a little spread. But it's, uh, it's largely come from American sports. We do it with the NFL and the baseball a lot, a lot, but um, we've added it into our into our football betting uh, quite a lot. So this Manchester City game, Man City, are uh, rather prohibitive. Barry one to fourteen minus four hundred. The draw is nine to one, and Sheffield United are twenty five to one. Bosh, uh, you're going to put up Sheffield United, Baz? No. Um, no. but it is. I mean, this game is made impossible, isn't it, by the price of one to twelve for Man City. Um, where do you go with that? Everything becomes a bit prohibitive. You're looking on the handicap there. I mean, you're seeing two and a half. I think the line's closer to three and a half than two and a half on the handicap for Man City. So you need to be to get over even money. You need to take Man City to win by four or more. Uh, to get over even money, you would need City to score four goals. Um, and ultimately, I'm not prepared to go quite that far. Um, I don't see much here for Sheffield United, though. They have shown better performances under Wilder. Um, but they did concede three to Luton the other day, having gone ahead 2-1. Uh, that was a very bad result for them. City looked better yesterday, certainly in the second half, uh, and I do want to have City on my side. So the closest I could get to evens, and it isn't quite that far, is um, City to win both halves at 8-11. to There's another short one. As I said, the handicap, you're having to take sort of three and a half goals on a handicap. And if you think City are going to win this by four goals, then it seems unlikely they wouldn't win both halves anyway. Um, so this one can still cash if we get a 1-1, one, 1-0 one, one in each half and, and City win it 2-0 uh, with a lower score and win. But uh, yeah, not one of my favourite picks on the card, but City versus Sheffield United, City to win both halves at 8-11. to 11. 
some uh, live Twitter viewers, but I've just seen a little icon that tells you how many Twitter viewers. It's not just YouTube. We've got some live Twitter people as well, so uh, get involved. Completely agree with you, Baz. Sheffield United had a poor result. They're going to get pumped here. Um, I very, very nearly took the same pick as you, but I've kind of seen what different. Um, I think they're going to get pumped early. Um, so it's a first-half handicap here, talking about handicaps. So Manchester City need to win this by greater than one and a half goals. Uh, so the first-half handicap, Manchester City plus one and a half. That is minus. 11 to 12. Sorry? Minus yeah. one and a half, yeah. you said plus Man one City, and a half. My, minus one and a half. is 11 to 12, minus 108. Um, okay. Six games to go. Let's tell you about Hall of Fame bets. Um... I might have, if I don't know Hall of Fame bets. No, we haven't, man. Um, win bigger, bet smarter this season with Hall of Fame bets, sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines research, NFL, NBA, and soccer bets with historical stats and data. Stick your parlay ideas at the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. You'll get hit rates broken down by a leg, as well as expected probabilities, sort players by hit rate, find out, etc. Join 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hwfbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Next up, we're still on Saturday. It's still three o'clock. Good game, this one. Hard game to handicap. Wolverhampton Wanderers take on Everton. Wolves, oh, it's very tight on the books. Wolves eight to five plus one sixty. Actually, drifted a little bit. Um, the draw is twenty three to ten plus two thirty. And Everton are seven to four plus one seventy five. So Wolves won four one last night at Brentford. Great win. Um, and I've actually drifted a bit to this game. Not really sure why. And they're up to eleventh now. They've had back to back wins. Um, there's a couple of key stats here. I was just looking at the because this was really really close too. I would say form. Everton are a form team, even though they got beat last time. And Wolves are just starting to look better and better. Um, so I'm starting to look at some numbers. Wolves have only lost two of their nine home games. Um, so I was loath to take Everton in that spot. Um, and Wolves have also, both teams have scored in 16 of 19 uh, Premier League games for Wolves, which is a big old number. Everton have had two defeats in a row, but played well in both. They were unlucky against Tottenham. They got their noses in front against Manchester City at half-time last night. Were eventually ground down by the quality and a couple of mistakes from their tiny-armed goalkeeper. But Everton do look like a good side, a genuinely good side. Again, I don't think they're performing above their level. This isn't a fluke. Uh, Dyke has got them playing well. Um, so, yeah, I don't think what they've been doing has been by accident at all. Um, so, Wolves... And Evan have kept some clean sheets, but against out-of-formed teams, recently Burnley, Chelsea, Newcastle, who couldn't score against anyone away, and Nottingham Forest before the new manager came in. So although Everton have kept some clean sheets, I'm going to stick with this um, the goals angle because Wolves have been amongst the goals. Both teams to score is four to five, minus one, two, five. But I like the over. The over's much bigger. It's plus money at odds against. Over two and a half goals is 11 to 10, plus one, 10, Bas. Yeah, so I had very brief notes on this. I said I've kept it very simple um, as there is one bet that's hit for me three weeks in a row on Wolves games in particular, and that's the over two and a half. So I'm just going to continue to ride it. I've hit it three weeks in a row on Wolves. Um, West Ham, Chelsea, Brentford, all hit. And it's hitting nine of the last 11 for Wolves games. They've only had one clean sheet in the last 16. And although Everton had that little run of clean sheets recently, I don't expect that to become the norm. I think that was a bit of an exception. They are, they are playing well. They'll continue to compete in these sort of games now. Um, but I think this will be a competitive game. I think both will get on the score sheet like you. And I think the overs is the is the best pick around. Um, so like you, I've got Wolves v Everton over two and a half goals at 11 to 10. IT department's just going to the shops. We're going to a little party tonight, Baz. Uh, it's really my only Christmas too. Just a friend's house with all the kids. Going to play some board games and just get full of beer and have some food and stuff. So she's just... Uh, I've had the microphone on mute there. She shouted upstairs if anyone wanted anything from the shop. And Betty, my 13-year-old daughter, has asked for four cans of cider, Barry. Uh, four cans of Copperberg is what she wants. Uh, so, yeah, 13-year-old on the booze tonight. That's uh, parent of the year again. Um, Peter Harrison, uh, 
is in the chat. So we've got some horse talk. The ponies were on the ponies. Did that win? Five to six? Yeah. Pete, pissed Go on. Pete's, Pete is also known as uh, Pete's Picks in TikTok. Uh, and oh, he's nice. a few horses out over the Christmas period, and he's doing quite well. Um, usually, I forget. Uh, last night, I made a little bit of a note of it, and I did get on his pick tonight, just for small stakes, because I'm not uh, massive in terms of horse betting, but I don't mind uh, having a little bit over the Christmas period in particular. So, well played, Pete. Uh, he's doing well. Follow him on uh, on the old TikTok, Pete's Picks. I, uh, I watched a little bit of the horse racing yesterday, the Welsh Grand National. Um... That thing absolutely pissed up, won by about 45 lengths. About 20 years ago, Barry, on Christmas Eve in the pub with Holmesy, I bet Holmesy 50 quid that I could ride the winner of the Welsh Grand National in the next five years, which in hindsight was one of the worst bets I've ever made. If you think about the sequence of events that would lead for me having to learn how to ride a horse, to not only becoming a professional jockey, to then getting a ride in the Welsh Grand National and then also winning it, uh, yeah, so that was one of the worst uh, bets I've ever made. Tea time on Saturday, Nottingham Forest take on Manchester United. Uh, Forest are 21 to 10, uh, plus 210. The draw 13 to 5, plus 260. Manchester United 5 to 4, plus 125, Barry. Yes, so two teams who broke a bad streak at the weekend, coming from behind in games. Forest no win in seven. Man United had no win in four. Uh, prior to the weekend, um, obviously Forest coming from a goal down to win 3-1. Man United coming from a two down to win 3-2. And I just give a bit more weight to that Man United comeback and the Man United performance than I would the Forest one. Forest, I think, come up against an out-of-form Newcastle side who, who for me, did fall apart in the second half. You might disagree. Man United up against the Villa side who were very much in form and came from two behind as opposed to one. And as I said, I think some of the reaction at Forest was a little bit premature for me. I think Nuno might do okay, but but let's give it a few more weeks to see what he what he serves up um, before claiming he's some sort of um, messiah. I'm not saying they're, they're going quite that far yet, but it's it, don't get me wrong; it's been a good week for them. He didn't lose any credibility in the defeat to Bournemouth. The red card killed the game, and that was a bit of a shambles. Still put up a good fight in that one. But for me, here goes Malcolm. For weeks we've said you can't take Man United. And this week, I'm going to take Man United. Um, I think it'll be a close game. And as much as I'd like to see Forrest get a result here, I think Man United could nick this in a in a, in a tight one. And 5-4 to four this week appeals to me for Man United. I think they look better with Garnacho on the right. Um, Hoyland's off the mark. A little bit of confidence booster for him. Might take the pressure off a little bit. Um, but yeah, the pick for me to break the trend of recent weeks where I've said I wouldn't back Man United with anyone's money this week at five to four, I'm going to take Man United to beat Forest. Yeah, this was really, really hard because it's two teams who were out of form, both we didn't really want anything to do with either, and then they've both won a game. So it's what how much stock do you put in either of those wins because they came out the blue, they both, they both came in kind of unusual circumstances as well before the game. I was really looking forward to throwing out Forest again at like a, a decent price, sort of 23 to 10, whatever. Um, but then Man United go and do that. So it's hard. Forest have lost four in a row at home um, against uh, the latest one against Bournemouth. was quite hard to judge. What Man you did show, would like I say, was a little bit of character. Garnacho's got a little bit about him. Fernandez had a really good game. Um, so it's kind of, it, it, do you trust either of these two teams? And I don't think you do. I can't trust either. Or I ju- I'm not good enough to work out what's going to happen. Maybe it might be a better way of putting it. Um, so those goals, the 3-2 and the 3-1, I think were quite unusual, really. You've been quite hot on the Man United unders lately, Baz. Um, and I'm going to go back to the unders here. Um, it's plus money again. It's odds against. It's 21-20 to 20 plus 105. Um, I'm not sure both teams are full of goals. Forrest caught us on the break at the weekend, and I don't think they're going to be able to do that this time around. But I think they can defend properly. And Man United, that those goals at the weekend don't make them a prolific team. It doesn't give them a centre forward who's full of goals. Um, so I'm going to take the under two and a half at 21 to 20 plus 105. Uh, Here's one for you, Malcolm. Just, be, just before oh, we move on. on. Um, 
I know Serial loves the revenge game. He thinks it's a thing. It, uh, we don't think it is in Premier League. Well, Chris Wood proved him right, though, didn't he? He, he did. So so I assume this week Serial will be getting on uh, Anthony Alanga to score a hat-trick, uh, which you can get at 125 to 1, Anthony Alanga. <laughs> but if a revenge That's game was a thing, Malcolm, you would have that scenario in just about every Premier League game. You would have a player yeah. coming back to an old club. It just doesn't. It's not a thing. Uh, but yeah, if Serial is is uh, big big on that, get on Anthony Alanga hat-trick this week. Uh, he did play well against Newcastle. Um, he is available at uh, 125 to one for a hat trick, 33 to one to score two or more. Uh, and if you just want an Elanga goal, um, 15 to four is the is your price there. I thought he played well the other day. I was saying that the nibs and that, and they just said he's brainless. So he's a good player, but he's brainless, which is another thing that can afflict wingers as well as inconsistency. Uh, a lack of brains can be a bit of a problem. I think Simmons might have just come through with our first ever. Twitter comment, Barry, that showed up in the chat because they just changed that. What he wants to know is, where's your hat? So you were obviously claiming all those winners yesterday, but I made you put the lucky hat back on. So you've already won those games because of the lucky hat. And now you've turned up here in Hull without the lucky hat. And I don't know what we're going to do about that. Where's the hat? Uh, the hat's still in Nottinghamshire. I didn't take it with us. Um, to be right. honest, Malcolm, I don't know if you... Uh... New, but a couple of weeks ago, I put out a forty-four to one winner, um, oh, and I didn't, okay. have, I didn't have the lucky hat on then. So I think the lucky hat is a bit of a myth. I can put out I winners. Think you did have the lucky hat on, didn't you? No, I think that one. Ah, uh, you might be right. Maybe I did. I, I think that one. I yeah, might have on. But anyway, uh, I can pick winners with or without hat. Don't worry about that. I've got me lucky lemon tree now, so uh, we're going to be well and truly in the money, Barry. Uh, Sunday, the thirty-first, New Year's Eve, two o'clock kickoff. Two of them. The first one is Fulham against Arsenal. Fulham are 17-4 plus 4.25. The draw is 7-2 plus 3.50. And Arsenal are 4-7 minus 1.75. Fulham, giant question marks over Fulham. Absolutely no idea what to do. They scored five, two games in a row. They've then scored none, three games in a row. If I sat here and said they've scored ten, in five games, you think, well, that's all right, isn't it? Two goals a game. No, 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 no. Five, five. No, no, no. Um, last home game, 2-0 against Burnley. They got beat, which is a terrible, terrible result. Um, if you don't want to get involved with Fulham, you have to do it at home. Their away form's absolutely terrible. But then that last Fulham home defeat is poor as well. Um, whatever really happens with Arsenal against West Ham tonight, is, I think, would be largely irrelevant. Um, I like goals, Baz. The only uh, Arsenal have kept one clean sheet in their last five away games, and both teams to score is a much better price than the over two and a half goals as well. So, both teams to score Fulham Arsenal is I didn't write it down, uh, it's four to five minus 125 because the over or under, um, is round about eight to 13. So, yeah, both teams to score. Yes, uh, four to five here, Fulham Arsenal, but yeah, so same as you, no idea what happened to Fulham. You, you've mentioned the two five nils, 16 goals in four games, it was, wasn't it? Um, and then to be shut out three games in a row against Newcastle, Burnley, Bournemouth. Um, so can you give them much hope? Yeah, is the first question at the time of recording. As you say, we don't know how Arsenal have got on tonight. I've took Arsenal to win by two or more. I fancy Arsenal to win that at home. But they haven't done that very often on the road this season. Just once, in fact. They've also have only won a game by two or more goals against Bournemouth away from home. Every other game by one or less, or, or they haven't won. And actually, they've only won two of their last six away from home, Arsenal. They lost to West Ham. Um, Newcastle. West Ham was a cup game, I, I should say. Um, so, you know, there was rotation there. Newcastle and Villa have beat them. They drew with Liverpool. And then just single goal wins against Luton and Brentford. Um, two teams who are, are down the bottom end of the table. So despite Fulham having hit a wall in the last two weeks, I am going to take Fulham to get something here. Um, Fulham double chance, 11-8. to eight. As I say, the recent Arsenal away form just suggests it'll be a tight game. And if it's tight, then, then that gives us a chance that Fulham might sneak a draw. And remember, Fulham went to the Emirates at the start of the season and got a 2-2 draw. Um, so they've got form for it. If anyone wants to play it a bit safer, you can actually get Fulham plus one on the Asian handicap at evens. And that would give you money back on a one-goal Arsenal win, 
which is about the most they ever get in an away game. So that's a, a safer way to play it if anyone wants that. But my pick here, Fulham v Arsenal, is Fulham on the double chance, Fulham to draw or win against Arsenal at 11-8, plus 137. The second game on Sunday is Tottenham Hotspur taking on Bournemouth. Tottenham, oh, uh, 7-10, minus 142. The draw is Burlington and Bertie, 130, plus 333. Bournemouth are uh, 16-5, plus 320. Been a little bit of line movement here in um, Bournemouth's favour, actually. In fact, half a point, Bournemouth, were plus 375, now plus 320, um, because they're in wild old form, Baz. Tottenham, Bournemouth. Yeah, so Spurs haven't played yet. They're playing tonight, so again, we've got no idea how they got on against Brighton tonight. Um, it is a game where I think there'll be goals at both ends tonight against Brighton, and I think the same could be said for this one. And the bookies obviously agree. The over 2.5 goals is 4-11 to 11 for this one, and the both teams to score it 2-5. to five. Um, Bournemouth are probably the most informed team in the league. Uh, unbeaten in seven, and six wins in those seven. Six wins in a draw in the last seven games. Um, they scored at least two goals in each of those seven games. And they've scored three or more in four of the seven. So they're in great scoring form. And they're now up against Spurs, who haven't been great defensively anyway. And they've been dealt another injury blow with Romero ruled out for four or five weeks. Um, Van der Ven was a big loss. And then we've seen they struggled when Romero got suspended for three weeks. They struggled without him there. Um, they're in the same position again. No Van der Ven, no Romero. So I think goals for me, um, again here. But you, you've got to be a dip, bit, a little bit different because of the price, where the prices are. They are really, really short. So plenty of goals at Spurs in their home games. The last five Spurs home games for Spurs have went over two and a half goals and had both teams to score. But four of those five games have also seen two or more goals in the first half. Um, and I can get that at a plus money price. So in a game where the bookies think there's going to be tons of goals, um, I can get Spurs Bournemouth over one and a half first half goals at eleven to eight. It's happened four of four of the last five in Spurs games when Spurs have nice. been at home. Um, so good form for it. Uh, and as I say, the books think there's goals. I think there's goals. And if we can get two of them in the first half at a price of eleven to eight, I think it's a good pick. So yeah, Spurs v Bournemouth over one and a half first half goals at eleven to eight, Melbourne. So pretty much echo everything you said, Baz, apart from the pick because obviously the. The fact both teams do look full of goals at the moment uh, going forwards, a little bit shaky at the back. And like you said, it was trying to find the right pick, trying to find a little bit of a different pick. Um, and I looked around all uh, all different angles, but I found a bit of a, a bit of a mad one, Baz. Um, so we're going to split my unit here. I've got two players, Baz. Because um, it is going to be, they're all going to be goals. I've got Tottenham to win from behind at five to one. And I've got Bournemouth to win from behind at 12 to 1. Because someone's someone's going to get in front early. It's just going to be a bit of a madness, isn't it? Um, see Bournemouth beginning 1-0 up at half-time um, and Tottenham coming back to nick it. You could see the other way around. Obviously, at a fancy price. So I think goals are live. And having looked at the several different markets, that one just jumped out on me. It's a little bit different. We don't often give it out. Um, but either team to win from behind. Tottenham are 5-1 to one, and Bournemouth are at 12-1. to one. So a bit more of a, uh, of a fun play in that one. Next up, fucking hell, do we have to talk about this? Monday, the 1st of January, Liverpool take on Newcastle United at 8pm, 3pm Eastern Time. Liverpool are 9-20, minus 2.22. The draw is 130, plus 3.33. Newcastle are 6-1. Um, I was delighted that I was working on New Year's Eve, Barry, because I wouldn't have to watch this. I wouldn't have to endure it. I could work. I could forget about it. I could check my phone at 11 o'clock, see we got beat 5-0 and get on with the rest of my life. They've then moved the game to New Year's Day. So I've already told the kids, we're going out on New Year's Day. They said, where? I said, I don't know. I don't care, but we're doing something. We'll go to the pictures. We'll go 10-pin bowling. We'll go crazy golf. We're doing something. We're not. I can't. This is the worst. This is my period. This is my worst day of the year by an absolute mile, Barry. If Newcastle are full strength and in great form, that's we have to be those things to get beat just really unfortunately in a terrible manner. The fact that we're in terrible form and completely under strength, 
we're just going to get absolutely spanked. So I've got a list of bets here, Baz. Liverpool minus one and a half, plus 115. Liverpool minus two and a half is five to two. Liverpool minus three and a half is eight to one. Liverpool half-time full-time, five to four. Liverpool to win both halves is 12 to five. Liverpool to score a penalty at 11 to four, plus 275. Nunes first goal at 92. Nunes to score th- uh, two or more, 13 to two. Nunes to score a hat-trick at 28 to one. That's my players, Baz. Uh, can you give us one? What's your, what's your main player? Can't have um, Liverpool minus. Oh, fucking hell. Liverpool to win both halves, 12 to 5 plus 240. I'll put a box around it, Baz. There it is. I don't like your attitude. Well, that's fine, Barry. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I agree with you. I don't like my attitude, but it is what it is. Absolutely stinks. Um, I mean, for days I'm sitting thinking, you know, you come back Newcastle at the moment, four defeats in five games now in the league. Two of them against relegation contenders, well beaten by Everton and Spurs. So we shouldn't have a chance at Anfield where we never win. And we anyway. have it, that's um, But then 6-1 to one gets me thinking a little. It does. Um, I, I don't think we win the game, but 6-1 to is enough to be tempting. Um, Liverpool continue to get over the line in games. Burnley, another one, though, where they probably should have been out of sight, but didn't. They, they are wasteful in front of goal. They had a couple of goals harshly ruled out as well, I thought, to be fair. But they find themselves a single goal ahead late on where Burnley could have got back into it. They've done the same against Sheffield United. It took them until 90 minutes or so to get the second and put the game out of sight. Um, and they needed late winners in games like the Fulham game, um, the Palace game. So I just don't see I don't see it being a 4 5 nil, which is what everyone was said when Man United went there in terrible form a few weeks ago. Everyone was saying Man United are going to get spanked 5 nil, 6 nil, all of this. Won't happen. Um, I don't think we win, Malcolm, but I think we can keep it close. Um, because most teams are able to keep it fairly close against Liverpool at the moment. Um, they aren't spanking teams like that. Um, and we aren't the worst team in the league, although we are in terrible form. Um, are we worse than a team like Sheffield United, who lost 2-0? Um, Palace, who lost 2-1? No. So, I haven't backed Newcastle. I haven't backed us in handicaps. I haven't backed anything. But but I didn't want Liverpool either. A bit too short for me. You might win. That That's fine. But um, I think it'll be tighter. And I think if it is tighter and we can frustrate them a bit, then cards might follow. Um, and I looked at a couple of good, good games for Liverpool lately where they were frustrated at home. So looking at the Arsenal game where they drew and the Man United game where they drew, there were seven goals in the game against seven cards, sorry, in the game against Arsenal, and there was eight in the game against Man United. Now Newcastle have been called out a few times from the likes of Klopp and Arteta for their shit houseery, um, and I think we've moved away from that lately a bit. But it's a type of game where Newcastle might try and just get under Liverpool's skins, and it, they might get agitated. Um, Klopp gets agitated very easily by Newcastle anyway. Uh, anyway, Malcolm, I digress. Uh, two cards, each team, five to six is where I've gone. I'm taking cards in the game. Um, I'm not afraid to have a dabble on Newcastle to score a couple of goals at 12 to five. But my pick is uh, Liverpool-Newcastle, both teams to pick up at least two cards at five to six, minus 120. OK, I'll be uh, watching Aquaman or something. When that. Uh, the other thing I would do here oh, is back... Honestly, back uh, Back Liverpool in play, whatever the score is. If it's Newcastle are 4-0 up in the 92nd minute, back Liverpool in play to win 5-4. It's what a, they'll score the winner. It'll be 20 past midnight or something. Um, Tuesday, the 2nd of January, half past seven kickoff, 2.30 Eastern time. West Ham United, Brighton and Hove Albion. West Ham 11-8, plus 137. The draws 11-4, plus 275. And Brighton a 9-5, plus 180. Bazaar. Yeah, so I haven't got much written down for this one because I thought we would cover this at the weekend, given that it's not until next Tuesday, which is when we normally cover the midweek stuff. But I have quickly uh, wrote something down. West Ham unbeaten in seven at home, and they've won six of those. That's seven in all competitions, not Premier League games. But they've won six of the last seven in all competitions. They've also scored two or more in four of the last five home games. And with Brighton unable to keep a clean sheet, I'll just take West Ham here to score two or more goals. At 10-11. Um, I just thought, Baz, these two teams are very, very, very equally matched. I think if you 
if you took the Premier League and you sort of paired teams up with each other, like Arsenal, Manchester City, made them in pairs, I think you'd pair West Ham with Brighton. And at those prices, therefore, I think you've got to take Brighton. Um, the, the full half a point bigger. Um, they could play this game 10 times and you'd have three wins for each team and four draws. Um, so I just think the half point was what swung it for me. Um, if West Ham were plus 180, I would take them. So it's not really on the on the side. It's just they're a bigger price. Um, whatever the result is here, wouldn't surprise you. Um, so yeah, I'll take Brighton at 9-5 plus 180. The, the over-unders and the both teams to score were just too short. I think the books know there's going to be goals in this. Uh, so yeah, I'll take Brighton, yeah. Um, and I think, Baz, that's got us to the end of the card. We have just crept over the one-hour mark. So throughout your exotic stuff, the uh, you are the hot hand. This is it, Barry. The people are listening. They're all sitting with their pens in the hard now. It's cool There's a lot time. of people tuned in in the last 10 minutes. Um, 18, 19. The numbers are ticking up, Malcolm. They've heard we've hit the hour mark and the, the, the viewers are ticking up. By the way, there's 19 yeah, people yeah. definitely in here from YouTube at this present time. If there aren't 19 thumbs up when I come out of this stream, I'll be very unhappy. Um, we need more thumbs up on the YouTubes and we need more subscribers. I should say we had 600 subscribers on YouTube today. Well done to Nathan from TikTok who messaged me to let me know he was the 600th. He obviously wanted... Uh, a bit of a thumbs up, so I'm going to give him a shout out for that. But yeah, the numbers on YouTube are, are going right up. If you don't already subscribe, please do. Um, also, if you are listening on YouTube, over 400 this week uh, on the last stream, give us a thumbs up. Do it because it gets more people our way. It gets us pushed up the up the algorithm. Um, and remember to keep giving us the reviews on Spotify. Um, the algorithm, up the algorithm, Baz. <laughs> We've been stuck on 89 reviews on Spotify for weeks, Malcolm. And I'm chucking out 44 to 1 winners, and we haven't got the extra 11 reviews we need to get the to 100. Viewers going through the, uh, the, view, the, the viewers are going through the roof because they know it's time for you to stick out your parley. I know. This is, so this is why I'm pushing the, the likes and the reviews now, whilst the people yeah. wait. Um, yeah, do drop us. If you're listening on Spotify, do, do drop us a, a review. Five star, obviously. Um, we've been stuck on 89 for a while. It'll be lovely to get to 100 by the end of this week. Um, and otherwise, keep doing what you're doing. If you're on Apple as well, you can still review. Just um, add a few words as well. Right, straight into the exotics, Malcolm. I have uh, the usual score out underdog and treble, but I've gone back for a little cards treble. I've got a I've got a little bonus for the people. Um, let's see if we can we can get close again. The scorer is one we mentioned earlier. It's gone Acho. Any time scorer, yeah. hundred to thirty uh, plus three thirty and nine to one first goal. As you say, he looked better definitely on the right-hand side the other day. I think Manu will beat Forrest and I think Garnacho will score. So Garnacho, 130 anytime scorer. My underdog, um, a bit like last week where I was a bit short. There wasn't any underdogs that massively jumped out at me. I went for Luton v Sheffield United in a game that I thought would be a close match and both would get involved in. I've done the same here. I've, got, I've went with Brentford, though, to beat Palace at 11-5. to Um so, yeah, my underdog of the week is Brentford to beat Palace at 11-5 plus 220. And the treble. Hit this last week, over two and a half treble. I'm going to go again with Palace v Brentford, Wolves v Everton and Spurs v Bournemouth. It's another five to one treble for your over two and a half goals. Uh, so that's Palace v Brentford, Wolves v Everton and Spurs v Bournemouth. Over two and a half goals in all of them games at five to one. And the little cards treble this week. Um, I've gone for Marvellous Nakamba. Uh, for Luton against Chelsea. Great name. Got a lovely name, isn't he? Um, Polinia versus Arsenal. We'll get a yellow card. And Trent Alexander-Arnold, who should have had a red card against Newcastle in the first game for cleaning out Gordon, um, will possibly get a rough run against Gordon again and, and might kick him at some point and get a yellow card. So the cards travel. Marvellous Nakamba, Polinia and Trent Alexander-Arnold. 36-1 to for the three of them to get a card. And again, I'll be taking them as doubles and a treble. So if we hit two of them, we'll cash a double at close to 10 to 1 and make a nice profit. If we hit three of them, we're laughing and then we'll celebrate over the new year like we did over Christmas. Mashing uh, cake bigger. It was asking about the air fryer chat. Air fryer is old news. It's all lemon tree from here on forward, I'm afraid. It's lemon tree chat. Um, on the telly right now, Baz, is that 16-year-old darts player again. And every time I see him, he had a photo taken today with Aaron Ramsdale and Declan Rice. That kid looks older than you, Barry. He looks older and in worse condition than you. 
which is not a compliment to anyone involved. Um, underdog, I'm going to go to Luton. I just can't have Chelsea again last night. I've just seen that penalty that they scored. I told you last night, I listened to it on the radio. I've just seen the highlights on the telly sitting here. Absolute dog shit. Um, they're vulnerable. Luton have been good. Very, very, very competitive, especially against teams around them. And Chelsea are one of those at the moment. Um, so Unkunku or no Unkunku, I'll take Luton um, at a price of 17 to 4 plus 4.25. Who was my goal scorer, Barry? Go on, Acho. Darwin Nunes, you cretin. Uh, he's going to score at least three at 28 to 1, and that's where the books stop. But if you can get him to score seven or more, I'd do that. And my parlay, for what it's worth, <laughs> I've gone with a four-timer, Barry. Both teams to score. Um, it's 7.2 to 1, plus 7.20. Um, Luton-Chelsea, Palace-Brentford, Forest-Man United, West Ham-Brighton. Both teams to score, and all of them uh, pays just over. 7 to 1, Barry. And we are done. Anything else you need to tell the people? Um... No, although I'm going to I'm going to quick quick shout out to uh, one of our listeners, Liam Madison, who uh, approached me in the pub the other day to let me know he was a regular listener. Ah. Um, I, I don't know Liam Madison; uh, he knows me through the podcast. Um, so yeah, he did mention in TikTok the other day he knows my cousin. So it's just a small world. There's a lot of people out there. Yeah. Uh, so he was drinking in the Sinti's club the other day and uh, wanted to come up and introduce himself. So cheers, Liam. Uh, hopefully, we'll smash a few more winners for you this week. Okay, joining us from New Jersey, uh, somewhere out in the Pine Barrens. I know that's where the uh, the Pine Barrens are in New Jersey. Uh, Baz, so there you go. That's my New Jersey knowledge. Totally exhausted. Um, right, thank you very much, Baz. Um, you can go back and uh, be polite with the with the in laws. I am going to go off to my little party, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah, and we'll come back one day next week where we don't know what to do next week, but we'll talk about it off air. Uh, then we'll get back. Yeah, so, yeah, we, we will schedule the show. Um, so, by all means, um, uh, look for the schedule. Sopranos, apparently, that's another New Jersey thing. Uh, so, there you go. Um, that's it, Baz. From me, anything you want to add? That's it. No, big nothing from... Uh, I'll remember to play the music, Barry, now, because I forgot at the start, so that's something else you're going to have to edit in. Thanks, everybody. Um, have a good new year, whatever you're doing. Uh, like, thumbs up, subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, and look out for the next schedule episode one day next week. Until then, uh, good luck with your bets, and we will see you down the road. Cheers.